my parents waited 17 years before their first and only child. My wife and I waited 10 years before our second daughter was born. Both my birth and our second child's were preceded by a clearly heaven-sent encounter. My dad had a vision of me, and my wife and I had received a very explicit promise that God was going to visit us. I'll never forget the confirmation of that promise when my wife came in the room and said, it's blue. She was pregnant. Every birth is a miracle of creation, but with some people, God breaks through with his love in a special way. Among other things, it showed us that what he intends to do, no human situation or spiritual darkness is going to stop it. People are put in this world for an eternal purpose that is intended to confront the darkness of human suffering and sin and utterly defeat it. We are not a mistake, an accident, or unintended. Life Journeys today is about realizing the power of divine birth and the eternal rights that come with it. Every birth is a process of creation involving both God and man. Yet the birth that comes purely by the Spirit of God is offered to everyone by an expression of God's love. It will break the power of every enemy that we could ever face. And it will enable us to live with a greater identity than we could possibly imagine. Today, Pastor Hardika gives us some examples of how this works in everyday life challenges. God was willing to send His only Son to this earth to die for us. If we can appreciate just how much His heart must have been broken to see His Son die, our faith can stand strong over all of our sins, bruises, and regrets. When my wife and I walked into our daughter's bedroom one day, all we remember seeing was a wide-open window and an empty bed. When you wait for years for a child to come along, and you love that child through all of life's ups and downs, and then she's gone, it turns a page and kicks love into a higher gear. It's almost a sort of rite of passage when parents get their first, I hate you, I'm running away, or that's unfair and you're stupid. Not that we heard those things, but you know, it's just a part of the love that parents including our Father in Heaven, will work through. About the birth of Jesus, the Bible says, He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. God had loved Israel as a nation for over a thousand years. He created them, kept every promise to them, delivered, protected, and led them. Though they were constantly turning away from Him, He would not break His promises to them, because they were His own. To God, their rebellion was not the end. It was the perfect setup to prove His love on the rocky landscape of hard and selfish hearts. At the end of the Old Testament, Israel said, God, how have you ever loved us? God was silent for 400 years in Scripture. He was waiting for the perfect time to send His only Son, Jesus. It had to break His heart to realize that the best way to secure salvation for them was to send them His only Son, knowing that they would kill him. His own dream, the seeds of a promise he made to Abraham, the children of Israel, turned their back and they betrayed their loving father. The last thing any father wants is to lose a child. He would do anything, including giving his life to save them. When I heard that two of my daughters were in an accident at the railroad tracks, my heart nearly stopped. 
Then the time that I walked into one of their bedrooms and the window was wide open, my heart was at first confused and then deeply concerned. One of my girls was gone, and I must have imagined that one of her thoughts was, that's not fair. I think I knew in some small way the heart of the father when his son was sent to his own children and they rejected him. They needed love, but they thought they needed to have things their own way. But hey, we all go through that stage of life. I know I did. Those are the perfect times to show love in a new dimension. But the heart doesn't know true love until it learns that character is the only bedrock upon which love is established. Love is giving people what they need, not always what they want or what they think they need. When my daughter ran away from home, my reaction was, she is going to have a father who is going to look after her. When Israel rejected God's son, his reaction wasn't anger. True love is willing, you see, to bear heartache, to do whatever is necessary to save people, oftentimes from themselves. Jesus willingly died on the cross. I remember when I said to my dad, you never loved me. He didn't say a thing. He just weathered it. I'm sure he died a little bit that day in order to keep loving me, but he never changed his care for me. That's how fathers love. I've told my girls many times when they were afraid because of life's challenges, don't forget that you have a father. Today, my daughter and husband are homeowners with three lovely children. She went to college, got her bachelor's degree, and has a good job. When her husband, whose father wasn't around, came into our lives, I adopted him. Though he's a black man who learned to fight on the streets of Detroit, he's always proud to introduce me as his dad, no matter where we are. There's something about love that's mingled with unwavering standards of right and wrong that sets a person free. The type of freedom that we see in America today is pure bondage and depravity. People want to be free to do their own thing with no standards attached. They don't want to be shackled with the truth, and as a result, love has no meaning. But it's nearly impossible to develop into a person of character, secure in genuine love, unless that person has the love of a father and a mother. We all need the freedom to blow it, experience the consequences, and then have someone love us until we know what true liberty is like, no longer bound to the lust, selfishness, and pride that only brings ruin. We're not free, you see, until God's love has set us free from our own sinful nature. John says Jesus came to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, he gave power to become the sons of God. He always looks beyond the fault to see the need and then supplies it. Power here means authority given to grant liberty of choice. He gives us the power to become sons of God, those actually born again. We have the right to accept our divinely given identity as adult sons and daughters of the King, the Sovereign of the universe, our Father. We have the power or authority of liberty to act and choose as those who have attained the highest esteem and dignity of the monarch of eternity. He has made us royalty as kings and priests who will reign with him forever. We have such little comprehension of the great reality that awaits us as joint heirs with Christ of all that a child would inherit from his father. It takes great authority when we have sinned 
to nonetheless accept the amazing reality that we are still the children of Almighty God, but we must seriously believe His Word and turn around when we come to our senses. There are days when it takes great authority to overcome the scene of Satan's demanding, deceptive accusations. You see, he is not the prosecuting attorney in the courtroom of heaven or our conscience. God is. The law is his governing power over every man, but it has been taken away in Christ by the authority of the Father. Fulfilled by him for us, we'll look much deeper into our authority to be free even in the face of great failure and sin. We're going to see that in our next podcast. I will say now that true liberty is born on the bedrock of sound moral character standards and is only granted through an unwavering love that lifts us up to those standards. In the many years I've disobeyed my earthly father, I still have the same last name. I'm still his son, and all my daughters will always be my daughters. They have the right by birth to always claim who they are as in our family. But they could decide to walk away and never consider the wisdom of their father to come back to a pathway of truth. If they would, for example, decide they needed to rob banks to get what they wanted, they would be acting like they didn't have a father, like they didn't have the power, the authority that love gives to take care of them. But God has given us the power to be his. That's an inalienable right that gives true liberty of soul. He is our rock and refuge for every single thing that seeks to destroy us. When you know unchanging love against the backdrop of sin, you can live as humble, but royal citizens, no matter what. It's humbling to receive a father's love in full view of his standards. But those who receive, are granted the power of a much greater life of liberty, from their past, and for the assurance of their future.